I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatech compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage, Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com. It is a Friday morning, a rare victory Friday for the Kansas City Chiefs as they defeated the Los Angeles Chargers uh, in L.A. last night, 34-28 to in overtime, a wild game. Uh, so much to talk about, probably even going to miss some points in this game because there was really uh, so much that went on. Sometimes watching uh, watching your own team, you kind of miss some things. So I had to really go back and look because just so many moments in this game that um, you know could have been decided or could have been looked at as the the moment that decided the game. So uh, um, uh, we'll kind of go back and forth with the Chiefs a little bit, offense and defense, talk about some things that stood out in a good way, but also some things that could be improved upon, um, but obviously uh, we will kind of look ahead as well to what uh, this win could mean for the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward. Uh, a lot of guys out due to COVID, um, so that's that's something where I think certain guys on this team, especially some younger players that we'll get to that stood out, uh, definitely could be a big boost for them here in this final stretch of regular season play and then eventually in the playoffs. But with the victory, of course, as we as we talked about a lot and what was stated a lot going into this game, of course, first place for the AFC West was on the line. Kansas City entering this game one game ahead of the Chargers at nine and four. Chargers were eight and five, but because the Chargers had to win on the road in Kansas City in the first matchup of two this year, the Chiefs had to get a win here to avoid being swept. And uh, even if they would have been tied record-wise, the Chargers would have had the head-to-head tiebreaker with a win last night. So a lot of riding on this game, and and basically every game we've seen so far, 
Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes has been an incredible uh, game from start to finish. There's been so many tremendous uh, finishes at the at the end of these games, and uh, that kind of continued to stay the same uh, all game long. And and again with the finish last night. So um, I, I I guess I want to start with some things that kind of surprised me in this game. Uh, maybe in a bad way for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll admit I I thought they were going to have a lot more success. Um, in the run game last night, both offensively and defensively, going up against a Chargers run defense that, again, it's based off total yards, so uh, take that for what you will, but a, but a run defense that entered this game 31st against the run in the Chargers, and what they really do not have a lot of, other than a couple guys at D-tackle, whether it is Linval Joseph or, or Justin Jones, not a lot of guys that can really hang as gap defenders, and I think just with the strength and the power up front, in this Chiefs offensive line, how um, how comfortable these guys are as run blockers. I was a little surprised that we did not see uh, the Chiefs maybe run it more overall. I know game script as far as kind of how the second and third quarter played out, that maybe kind of took some of their rushing plays away. Um, the Chiefs did finish the night 86 rushing yards on 20 carries. Still good for 4.3 yards per carry, but I kind of expected a a um, a lot more focus on Clyde Edwards and Lair, Daryl Williams, uh, getting some carries, maybe even Derek Gore if need be. Um, but I think, again, some of that's game script. Some of that's, of course, Andy Reid wanting to throw the ball and air it out more than running it anyway. Um, but I think, again, with that matchup, um, the blocking, not really having uh, complete success all night long, wasn't necessarily a horrible night, but just kind of one of those nights that just wasn't on their A game up front. Uh, in the run game. And, and there was a lot of plays where the Chargers just did a good job themselves pursuing with multiple defenders, attacking the football, really having to, you know, force the Chiefs to basically, you know, run right into contact because if they're going to dance around and, you know, try to cut it back, there was a lot of, of, of plays that were already going to be for lost yardage and they would have lost even more if they would have kind of tried to cut it back and, and been crazy with it. So uh, that was something that surprised me in a bad way. Again, it's not necessarily the Kansas City Chiefs forte, but I think with this offensive line and going into this game against a uh, a Chargers defensive line that really doesn't have a lot of guys that can control uh, control gaps, kind of more of just you know better with their eyes and their instincts than anything. Especially when you talk about defensive ends like Joey Bosa and even guys like Jerry Tillery, uh, for the most part, not necessarily gap control players. So um, that was a little surprising to me. Uh, also defensively, we talked about the run defense uh, a lot early in the year. I think there was a lot of stuff in this game that you just um, were a little disappointed with. And of course, I think Chris Jones being out on the COVID list had a lot to do with that. But still, there were a lot of plays where I think uh, defenders getting lost in space, not really finding the football and pursuing it. Um, there was also a lot of times where I just think the defensive line, you know, not able to provide the power or explosiveness that we've seen from them lately. Definitely not a game to write home about, uh, write home about for Melvin Ingram or Frank Clark. But I think what what they did do very well, I think in this game was still kind of corral plays to the inside. It's just the the backside pursuit um, and the over aggressiveness, getting lost in space. That definitely was something we haven't seen from the Chiefs defense a lot lately. They've been a lot more patient uh, and grounded in space. But um, I will say Nick Bolton, very good game for him. We'll talk more about him later. But uh, Nick Bolton still, I think, made some plays that saved the Chiefs in some moments, even after say a you know five six yard gain at least on the ground for the Chargers. But Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly. Um, 
they they did a really good de- uh, good job. Justin Jackson had a couple big runs, being patient, waiting for the hole and the blocks to develop. So um, kudos go to the Chargers because that's an offensive line I think a lot of people, myself included, when Rayshon Slater was officially ruled out of this game, I really did not expect the Chargers to have much. Um, you know, much oomph offensively uh, is is the best way I can kind of put it. I I thought this was going to be a, an offensive line that was just going to kind of coward a little bit, um, but you know, on a good team like the Chargers, uh, those guys you know are able to step up and do their jobs uh, when when called upon in depth roles. So uh, kudos go to the Chargers. I think in the run game on both sides, especially uh, for their own rushing attack, really impressed by them. Um, some other things that surprised me a little bit, I was kind of shocked that Steve Spagnuolo was not able to dial up pressure as easily. And again, Justin Herbert, really good at maneuvering away from pressure, stepping around in the pocket as well to kind of navigate, uh, against pressure. And I think there's a lot of plays in this game where sacks could have been had. Melvin Ingram hesitated on one play trying to, um, you know, get his hands in the air and jump jump into the throwing lane of Justin Herbert on I think what was a touchdown early to Jalen Dighton. I'm pretty sure it was that play. And then there was another one later where Nick Bolton was close to getting a sack or, you know, you know, if he would have maybe just tried to reach out and punch the ball out of his hand, it probably would have worked out okay. Um, but Justin Herbert, I mean, just kind of staving Bolton off with a with a pretty thick stiff arm and didn't end up in a complete pass. I think he threw the ball away uh, near the end zone. But that was something that was a little surprising to me. Steve Spagnolo maybe not being able to dial up pressure as easily as I would have uh, would have figured, just because how good he is with it, no matter who is out of the lineup. And I think, again, going back to what we kind of talked about on the run defense side of things, I mean, again, the Chargers offensive line uh, really, really worked hard. They they played a lot more, more solid than I kind of would have imagined for them. Um, so uh, kudos again go to the Chargers. I think Spagnolo. there was times where I think he was really trying to use the defensive backs uh, to get more speed after Herbert, but really um, didn't really make much of a difference either way. So those were a few things that surprised me, I think, in a bad way to just start things off for the Chiefs. But I think if I had to even list some things in a good way that surprised me in this game, uh, I, I, I honestly think one thing that stood out offensively is how open Travis Kelsey was able to get. And that may sound like a a weird thing to kind of talk about, right? Travis Kelsey expected to have big games every single week. Uh, one of the best tight ends, if not the best in the NFL, of course. And I think with Kelsey, this was a game that I really was watching to see what he would do because a uh, very tough secondary, of course, to go against, very physical, uh, great instincts. They also have the speed to match with Kansas City. So I, I, this was a game I did not really know what to expect from Travis Kelsey. He's had a back and forth season a little bit game after game. Um, but man, there was a lot of plays in this one where he was just able to find the soft spots like you're used to seeing when he's on his game. And and I think there was times where I thought he'd maybe face a little more contact. That did not really uh, resonate. So that surprised me. But again, it worked out in a good way for the Kansas City Chiefs, especially fourth quarter and overtime. I mean, there was one play of, of course, the 69-yard completion where he almost scored. Um, ended up being a holding call on the Chargers defender. And, you know, that was a play where, where again, just Mahomes buying time. So we had a lot of time to kind of find that outside area of the field. But, you know, also helped by the defender falling down that held him. Uh, but over time, you had the, I think, the first completion that they had there on second and 10, 9.54 to go in the overtime period. Uh, a little out route for Kelsey in between a couple of defenders, able to get some yards after the catch. And that's something that, again, 
in a good way for the Kansas City Chiefs. I did not necessarily maybe expect Kelsey to get that many yards after the catch. Um, so he finishes 191 yards on the night. Of course, 10 catches, two touchdowns. Uh, both touchdowns obviously were late. The game tying one to make it 28-28 late in the fourth quarter. And then the overtime winner, of course, as well, which Chargers horrible angles. I just don't know how they let him score on that play. I mean, it's it's always crazy to see the the way Kelsey's able to see the field and feel pressure coming to him from all angles of course just to kind of quickly you know put his foot in the dirt and go back the opposite direction uh that quickly for a guy that I I think is a little bit slept on a little bit as far as his athletic ability and his route running of course so uh for Kelsey again that's that's a big boost uh after not really having a big game against the Raiders or Denver the last couple of weeks uh, before this one. So uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, Again, not like we don't expect Kelsey to have big games once in a while, but I think just in this matchup against this Chargers secondary, um, he was was able to get probably more uh, separation and open looks than he has in a in a handful of games so uh really really pleasantly surprised with Kelsey's performance I think another one that stood out to me in this game I think was just the way the Chiefs defense responded um on times where the Chargers went for it on fourth down or even there were some third down plays that I was kind of surprised the Chiefs were actually you know able to kind of read what Herbert was wanting to do um uh, definitely I I don't think the Chargers made a lot of good decisions in this game with their decision making or coaching I think Brandon Staley talking about it after the game of course saying that against this team you have to score touchdowns and not field goals to win I I think that is true if you're talking about the Chiefs maybe from a couple of years ago 2018 2019 but this year I actually don't really think that's the case with how much the offense has struggled um even Patrick Mahomes in this game not one of his better games until the very end he did have some pretty um pretty huge moments that I think he'll definitely uh, build off of into future games but again not not a lot of great throws or decisions here and there from Mahomes the interception to uh to Uchenna Nwasu that was I I mean again another just good play by him reading it but for Mahomes not to see that uh after the Chargers kind of tried to do that and batted the ball out of the out of the air a couple times beforehand uh, that was definitely a letdown. You had the throw that missed to McCole Hardman that was kind of thrown in the dirt. And Mahomes even said after the game, I mean, it was just a shitty throw. It looked like he did not get a good grip on it, did not get his fingers on the laces. And, uh, you know, just kind of looks like a uh, a first baseman, basically, infield practice in between innings try- trying to, you know, bounce it over to the third baseman. So um, definitely not one of Mahomes' better games, but I think that's something where you know, again, the late the late moments I think is something he's going to build off of, and something he's going to kind of use uh, to carry him into next week. But again, I think going back to the Chargers' uh, decision making in this game, I was really shocked where they made some of these fourth down decisions, and it wasn't like it was fourth and one every time. I mean, you're talking first drive of the game, fourth and dual. It's a five yard. Um, five yards to go to the end zone. Another fourth and five later in the game, I believe, kind of near. Uh, I, I believe the Kansas City 30, 35 yard line somewhere in there that they did not get. So you look at it in this game, the Chargers, um, I, I was really shocked they they continued to kind of push the issue um, after not really having much success with it early. Again, they did have su- some success sometimes, but kind of like Troy Aikman said during the broadcast, I mean, uh, analytics people, I think, can say what they want, but this was, I think, a moment where, again, if it's working, stick with it. If it's not, I think you scrap it. You got to address, and I think for Brandon Staley, again, I get his 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 reasoning 
thinking he has to get touchdowns and not field goals, but the Chiefs would have been down two possessions late in that game if they go for the field goals when they did, would have been up 22-13. to 13. And you're talking about, again, like we said, on offense this year, they've had their struggles. They've had moments where they've gotten antsy trying to hit for the big play too, too quickly sometimes when they're down. And, of course, this was the first time they trailed in a game, too, since week eight early against the Giants. So it, it was new territory for them, too, for the first time in a while. So I, I just think this was a game where the Chargers, I think when it's a division game, um, whether first line's on on the line or not, I think you you have to go for the points every single time because right now, again, this is the Chiefs' offense of 2021 that they're facing, not necessarily the 2018-2019 Chiefs. I mean, Mahomes has had not necessarily um, you know, a lot of good decisions this year. Uh, the, the receiving core for the Chiefs, we talked about plenty since the season you know, started or, or preseason. I mean, all the way back in the training camp and after the draft. Uh, this is not really a deep receiving core. And you got a good secondary. Uh, the pass rush was getting home a little more often than than uh, you know the Chiefs have have kind of faced lately as well. So I I think you look at that Chargers defense and how you go about you know just feeling at, you know with all the decisions Staley made. And again, he's got a great defensive scheme, but I think in the end you you put your guys in too many tough positions. Um, I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline more than once to kind of come through with their backs against the wall in a tight game, uh, giving the Chiefs that chance. Uh, so that that was something that surprised me a little bit. I think just with the fourth down calls, um, not just the play calls themselves schematically, but again, I think just pressing the issue. So the Chargers on the night, again, two for five on fourth down conversions, only 40%, six of 13, just under 50% on third down. The Chiefs were about the same, a little over 50% on third down for themselves, 7 of 12. They were 0 for 1 on fourth down, and again, that miss was on the uh, the miss throw we talked about a little bit ago. Mahomes uh, spiking it in the ground, basically, on his uh, pass attempt to McCole Hardman. So those were some things that surprised me in this game, good and bad for the Kansas City Chiefs outcome-wise. Um, I, I, I do want to take the chance now, I think, to talk about some moments in this game that just... I mean, again, you talk about a, a wild game start to finish. I really had to go back 
and and really kind of focus drive by drive to see what all I kind of forgot about or missed because this was one of those games again just kind of watching your own team um, or the team you cover of course it's it's one of those that I think it's it's one of those games that you really don't maybe feel a hundred percent good about going forward but it's a win and I, and I think this is more about the Chiefs I think being in position to still have a shot at the one seed going forward um, I'll be honest I think if the Chiefs did lose this game it goes exactly the same you know the outcome in overtime is just flipped I I, I think the Chiefs have a chance to still do a lot of damage if they don't win the West and and if they're a wildcard team on the road I really only think the teams that right now that um, really pose much of a threat to me is the New England Patriots personally I, I mean again you don't want to discredit a lot of, of, of what the other teams have done against Kansas City this year, Buffalo, Baltimore, of course, Tennessee when they're healthier. But uh, I, I do think that the Chargers are capable of still doing a lot of damage in the playoffs. So I think that's the thing to me in this game. You look back at the moments, how close this game was and how wild it was. I think both teams can take away so many moments of this game and kind of build off of it. But of course, the Chargers... Um, <laughs> kind of like we talked about in our game preview article on Wednesday, what version are are we going to get from them? They started slow. Their mistakes on you know how aggressive they were and what decision making kind of carried throughout the entire game. And uh, once again, I think you could say in a tweet, Chargers are going to Charger. But I just want to start off with some of these uh, plays that that really stuck out to me. And I think that the second drive the Chargers had in the first half of of course you had an interception. Uh, tipped the ball off Nick Bolton's hands and winds up in the arms of Anthony Hitchens. So linebacker uh, power on this play for the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a play where I think, again, Nick Bolton, really good game from him and um, had a really great rookie season. Uh, you know, don't want to just throw around the word great all the time, but I think for, for a linebacker room that's been so hamstrung in the past few years and for this guy who's not the most athletic, not the best in coverage, but a really good downhill thumper, uh, he's really improved throughout the season coming out of Missouri. So this was a game for him, really fun to watch. Uh, but this was a play, too. He was kind of a delayed um, kind of coming downhill. And, of course, it was a little bit of an RPO kind of play action, play out of shotgun for the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, for Bolton, again, I think he just kind of surprised Justin Herbert there so that was a, a moment early in this game Chiefs were already up seven nothing that interception was huge right there I think you look at some other plays in this game that stood out um of course for the Kansas City Chiefs defensively I, I do want to kind of look at some things that really uh I thought was going to really hurt them all game long down the stretch defensively again they, they stepped up when they needed to third and fourth down once in a while excuse me but um that second touchdown drive, the Chargers had to go up and get their first lead of the night, 14 uh, to 10. There was a lot of moments in this game or in this drive, I think, where uh, the Chiefs, you could see, I think, were trying to play a little too soft. This is one of those games or one of those drives right here that I think you wish the defense, um, you know, kind of came out with that same toughness and attitude that we've seen during this winning streak. And of course, um, Again, I I I think missing Chris Jones, Willie Gay, Lajarius Sneed—that's a big part of it, of course. But too many times, I think in this game where they were punched in the mouth, didn't necessarily respond right away. So that was a little bit discouraging. That second touchdown drive—I just want to go through it for the Chargers again. This is when they went up for their first lead of the game, 14 to 10. Uh, the Chargers actually ran it on this drive a total of. Uh, let's see, a total of eight times on the nine-play drive. The only play where they 
threw it was the touchdown pass to Jalen Dighton. Again, that play, like we mentioned earlier, Melvin Ingram kind of jumping in the air, a little bit of hesitation uh, and and not really getting right into Justin Herbert's face. He's able to fire one in between defenders and a pretty good throw by Herbert. But you're talking about the runs again here that I wanted to focus on. Yeti kind of punched in the mouth. I mean, this was a, a drive, the eight runs they had, Joshua Kelly, two yards, Joshua Kelly, seven yards, Joshua Kelly, no gain. So two of those first three runs were not too bad. Justin Herbert able to get a couple yards on a fourth and one quarterback sneak. But then you have a nine-yard gain for Austin Eckler, a four-yard gain for Austin Eckler, where uh, he was lucky to be tripped up from behind. Uh, you know, Chiefs were lucky to trip him up from behind because it looked like he could have broke uh, uh, that one for a score. Um, and then you have Andre Roberts on an end around for six yards. Justin Jackson uh, for eight yards down to the four. So just a lot of plays in this game were just gashing every single time, punching the Chiefs in the mouth. So that was a drive. I thought could be a downfall for the Chiefs defense the rest of the game. Again, they kind of stepped up when they needed to, third and fourth down at times uh, late in the game. Got to have in moments. But after that touchdown drive, you have a fumble by Patrick Mahomes. And honestly, anymore watching replay, like I don't even try to guess because it's so hard to remember like what the rules are now with how much things have changed. Um, but I thought it kind of was a fumble on Mahomes there. Bosa gets him from behind. Lucas Nian, uh kind of a tough uh, tough, tough rep there where really didn't get his arms extended and kind of got turned quickly. So that was a fumble on the play. I thought originally I did think it was a fumble, but a lot of people are surprised thinking it was going to be incomplete pass. But I guess it's just, again, I, I don't know what to even guess anymore on some of those replays like that. Uh, it looked like Mahomes kind of palm was, you know, like free of the football, uh, barely had much grip on it. So I, I can see that being a fumble. Um, the thing, though, right after that, again, this goes back to earlier, the fourth down uh, attempts not working for the Chargers right after getting that fumble recovery. The Chargers turn it over on downs and then um, they did that again. The next drive, the Chiefs did it themselves, of course, the the the. After the second straight time, the Chargers turned it over on downs. Then again, Chargers fumble, play near the goal line on a drive that was 12 plays and 97 yards too. So this is a this is a drive where again the Chargers just everything they're doing right on uh, on offensively, uh, running, passing, everything they're doing is correct. They're pushing the ball down the field. They're getting guys into very very big holes and open lanes in the run game. And again, you have a a diving attempt trying to go over the offensive line and over the goal line. And uh, the ball was knocked out initially. It looked like the running back for the Chargers had recovered it uh, himself kind of in midair. And then Tershawn Wharton punches it out. Mad scramble for the ball. I thought the Chargers got it back at first, maybe the running back. But Ben Neiman ends up winding up with the uh, fumble recovery. So, again, out of those moments, I think that middle portion of the game, of course, uh, between, of course, the second quarter and the third quarter, really, um, that that was kind of the where the wildness really started to set in. And I think both teams were really just trying to, you know, trying to hang as well as they could with every punch that they were taking. It wasn't necessarily pretty. And that's kind of the game I think some expected, a tight game, a grinding game. But it was still not even as... Uh, <laughs> it was still far worse, I guess, than than what I kind of expected for a grinding type of game, if that makes sense. The ex- execution in this game just not there across the board um, on both sides. Decision-making, I think, play-calling-wise offensively, not very impressive to me on either side. I think there was a lot of times where um, I, I, I think both offenses kind of took their – took the ball out of their players best hands when it uh, when it was a little unnecessary so um, those were some moments just late in the game that were pretty crazy to watch and then of course late you have 
touchdown, uh, four straight drives, two teams, uh, sorry, two touchdown drives per each team late in the game before the Chargers have to punt. Uh, the Chiefs tried a couple of pass attempts, but were a little bit unsuccessful in getting into field goal range. So then they just took a knee uh, to end the ha- uh, second half and, of course, get the touchdown drive. Um <laughs> to win in overtime again just still cannot believe that game winner uh chargers bad angles i mean it's one of those plays where uh for people on twitter you know posting all the time so and so actually scored on this play this kind of reminded me of cd lamb and the uh, red river rivalry a couple years ago definitely not the same athlete not the same type of player but a pass catcher that you know seems to be all but bottled up and uh, eventually able to weave his way around defenders untouched and into the end zone for the win. So again, some things stuck out to me, like I said, offensively, uh, defensively, both sides that kind of surprised me. Of course, not every game's going to go like you're expecting, but um, in terms of just, I think the performance, I really thought the chiefs were maybe going to be a little tougher than they were despite the guys that were out. But in the end, they found a way to win. I think again, Patrick Mahomes, not a good game overall, but I think he did um, did kind of improve on his decision-making late in that game as far as navigating the pocket. Of course, they, he had that 132-yard run uh, late there on the drive. That ended up being a touchdown to tie it at 28. So uh, a lot of good decisions, I think, late. I think he was obviously a little bit um, better, I think, with his his timing and, and his anticipation and his throws as well. That's what led to, I think, uh, part of the Chiefs come back in this one. But again, I think the defense, of course, not a great night. But I think, again, stepping up on third and fourth down when they needed to, did a good job of reading what Herbert, I think, wanted to do. I think Chargers shot themselves in the foot a little bit to go along with that. Too many times pushing the envelope, maybe a little too much. Um, so again, those are kind of the top moments that that stick out to me here in this Chiefs versus Chargers game reaction a podcast episode. Last few things I want to talk about here. Some top performers maybe that we don't always talk about. We talked about Nick Bolton a little bit. I just want to uh, read some numbers on him in this game. Finishes this one with 10 total tackles uh, on defense, and that led the team as far as solo tackles in this game. Three pass deflections. Again, one of those led to an interception for Anthony Hitchens. Had one quarterback hit. And I and again, I think you're just seeing the improvement week to week for what he's kind of seen. The game's starting to slow down for him a little bit. He's really starting to kind of time up um, time up his own pace, I think, a little bit better. That was something coming coming out of Missouri, I think, was sometimes a little bit under, con- uh, sorry, out of control uh, whenever running downhill, which as a guy that's not necessarily the most athletic or the best coverage guy in space, that's something that was a question mark for him, but he's improved on that. I think some other guys that stood out to me uh, in this game, personally, we don't always talk about possibly Tershawn Wharton, actually, uh, I thought had a pretty good game. Um, obviously got some more snaps than he's been getting just because, again, Chris Jones out. Uh, but Tershawn Wharton, there was there was a lot of moments in this game where he just did the dirty work. Again, if you look at the box score and the stats, Tershawn Wharton's not going to stand out for you. Two total tackles, no solo. But again, kind of a big part of that play on that fumble near the goal line where Ben Neiman got the, the fumble recovery, ripping the ball out. He also did a lot of things, I think, in this game from a pass rush perspective where he was kind of able to eliminate some chances once in a while uh, for Justin Herbert to step out of the pocket. It may not seem like there was a lot of those there because he was able to take off and run for some yardage or or get out of the pocket and throw on the run for some completions. But I think overall, Tershawn Wharton, a lot of, a lot of plays just doing the dirty work, staying in his gap, I think providing some push up front on the defensive line in a night where they needed some extra um, 
extra part of that with, with Chris Jones out. I thought Tershawn Wharton stuck out, uh, stuck out a little bit in this one. And I was kind of surprised as well, Daniel Sorensen a little bit. Uh, good game for him. I, I mean, not, again, his best performance of his career, but one thing that stood out, I think, was his uh, instincts in this one. And again, I think that's something we talked about a couple weeks ago after the Denver game is – when he's not asked to kind of play a traditional safety role, he's kind of playing that buck linebacker spot. Uh, I think that's where you really start to see the player that a lot of Chiefs uh, Chiefs players on that team have started to really grow and love. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot of times in this one where Sorensen was just very patient, um, did a good job of kind of reading Herbert's eyes. Um, of course, they're the one that's going to stick out the most is when he batted that ball down on a fourth and goal attempt uh, last play of the, of the uh, first half, second quarter. Um, but there was some other ones in this game where I thought Sorensen was just barely um, missing getting an interception. There was one play kind of late in this one, fourth quarter, where Herbert rolled out through to his left uh, to Jared Cook, and Mike Hughes almost got the interception um Sorensen was even closer though getting his hand in the throwing lane um could have been could have been an interception late that would have probably given the Chiefs a chance to kick a game-winning field goal there uh in the end but again really really interesting to see how some of those guys stepped up not always guys we're going to talk about so Nick Bolton Daniel Sorensen Tershawn Wharton all on the defensive uh, side really I thought impressed in a uh, a tough physical game so again, that's that's some guys that I think can is going to be um, kind of building off this going forward, similar to what I think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will be. But again, it's different for those guys where I think they're they're obviously limited in their opportunities. They're they're kind of counted on, like we said with Wh- uh, Wharton, to kind of do the dirty work uh, every single play. So um, that's that's some guys that really stuck out to me. Uh, and, and guys, I really wanted to mention. So again, final score in overtime, Kansas city chiefs, 34, Los Angeles chargers, 28, the chiefs now will have a, um, a even clearer shot at winning the AFC West division as they move to 10 and four, the chargers drop to eight and six, uh, chiefs will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, next at home day after Christmas, Sunday, December 26th. The Steelers have a uh, a game with, the, again, in the AFC, heavy imp, uh, playoff implications this week as they'll host the Tennessee Titans. So uh, the Chiefs will have a lot of eyes on that game, not just because they'll play the Steelers next. Uh, Steelers win would also help them in the standings a little bit and uh, push them ahead of the Titans in the uh, playoff seating. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Uh, enjoy football this weekend, of course. We'll be back with more articles next week before the Steelers game. Possibly some new ideas. Uh, it's going to be closer and closer to getting time to do draft profiles. Not sure exactly when we'll kick those off. Obviously still in the midst of a uh, um, uh, the Chiefs regular season and then eventual playoff push. But um, again, we're kind of hoping to get draft profiles started soon. Of course, we'll get into our Chiefs for Steelers game week content by Wednesday next week. Um, we'll also have Chiefs Chargers game reaction article today on Friday. So not just this podcast episode. Going to talk about the five key things that I think we learned about the Chiefs last night. So I'll have that dropping later today uh, on fullpresscoverage.com. Full Press Coverage Chiefs. Of course, you guys can follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Check 9 with the number 9 at the end. Of course, for more news and notes surrounding the NFL, it's been a busy week. Um, unfortunately, a hectic week regarding the COVID list for some teams. So it's going to be interesting to see how some games play out uh, this weekend with a lot of uh, a lot of teams affected with COVID. But uh, be sure to follow at Full Press NFL at FP underscore coverage for more news and notes across the entire NFL. 
Um, of course, YouTube, Facebook, follow full press coverage there. Uh, subscribe. It'll be much appreciated because we will have daily video content almost every day during the week. FPC Radio Live, uh, Ian Glendon and John Sapachetti do a great job uh, weekday mornings. And, um, of course, FPC NFL Sunday, myself, uh, Ian Glendon, Ricky Keeler, I'll be back uh, on there with them this week after going to the Chiefs game last Sunday. So uh, that's 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central Time. Again, YouTube, Facebook, or those various Twitter accounts. Uh, you guys can find us there. Uh, a lot more exciting games to talk about this weekend. Again, heavy implications for the playoffs. Uh, so cannot wait to be back on there with them on Sunday morning. Again, follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Braden Holacek 9. We'll have, like we said, Chiefs Chargers game reaction article also dropping today. A lot more article content as we go into Christmas and the Steelers game next week. So be on the lookout for that. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy football. And we will see you guys next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.